what is wholesaling? Um, wholesaling very simply is you are getting a property that is, there's some level of distress, some level of motivation. You're getting it under contract below retail value and you are assigning your rights to that contract to an end buyer. All right. There is, as, uh, as you see, there's a, can you do wholesaling without a license? A hundred percent, you know, I've done it, but there is some, uh, legislation and a lot of laws are coming up and other, uh, states are doing it more and more where at some point we probably are going to see that you're going to need a license to do wholesaling. Um, we are starting to see that pressure come about from the, the realtor mob. I mean the realtor board and they're, they're putting a lot of pressure on people because they feel like, you know, they're missing out. Their agents are missing out. Their commissions are missing out on people wholesale. And it's like, well, you, you know, you, most realties don't allow it. There's a, a particular realty in town, uh, that has three letters. I'm not going to say who they are, but they fired an agent for trying to wholesale a property. You understand? So there's a lot of realties and a lot of agencies that don't allow you to do it. They don't like it, but it's a hundred percent legal. And you can 100% do it if you are an agent as well. And we're going to go over kind of the wordage and the verbiage that you're going to watch out for. So you can do that. The number one thing that you need to succeed as a wholesaler is a buyer's list. If you don't have buyers, people, these are fix and flip buyers, owner finance buyers, buy and hold buyers, and Airbnb buyers to a certain extent. Airbnb, we're, we've been seeing take a, a bit of a hit lately. Um, but if you don't have these buyers in your buyer pool, you're not going to know where to market. You're not going to know who to market to. You're not going to know what a deal even looks like because who's going to determine what a deal looks like is the buyer for that deal. You understand? So how do you know to wholesale a property? You got to have the buyer. If you don't have the buyer, you're not going to know if you have a deal that you can wholesale. Here's a perfect case study. I had a property. I analyzed this was about six months ago and this property was, they were asking 170 for the house. I had to, no, they, they were asking 150. I had to contract it for 130 for it to make sense for me. I'm an investor myself. I flip properties for it to make sense for me. It had to be a 130 for them. They couldn't do anything less than 150. We're very far apart. It didn't qualify for a listing because they needed to sell right away. So it was like, all right, cool. What the heck else do I do? I went to my buyer's list. I went to one of my buyers, send them pictures of the house, send them the address. And I was like, would you do this deal for 90 for 190? Right. They wanted 150. I give it to them 190. I just overshot just to see where they're coming in at. They're like, no, but I can do it for 180. Went back to the seller, got it on the contract for the 150, wholesaled it to that guy for the 180. This was a property I wasn't going to make any money in because I needed to contract it for 130. Do you see how having a buyer's list is so valuable in that? You understand? And just like that, I've done a bunch of those last year alone on properties that the numbers did not make sense for me, but it did make sense for my buyers. So you got to build a buyer's list. The best way to build buyer's list is places like this. You're networking. You're talking to people that want to invest. You're talking to people that want to buy. You want to speak to buyers that are buying today. Not the bought a house six months ago. The market has changed so much from six months ago. They might've bought a house then, but they're not buying right now. You want people that are buying today and what are they buying? Where are they buying? You know, the best question I like to ask them is where in San Antonio do you just not want a property? 
You understand? Because if I can exclude the areas that they definitely don't want a property, then almost everywhere else is going to be a good place to start. And when you go to marketing, you don't want to just shotgun the whole city because it's going to get very expensive and you're not going to be able to get pretty much any deals out of something like that. Because you're going to get calls from people wanting to sell and you're going to be like, they want to sell. Great. For what? I, I don't know. I, I don't even know if it's a good deal because you don't have the buyers to help you with that. So not many people talk about it. Everybody says start marketing. And to me, it's the dumbest thing. You start marketing. You don't know who you're marketing to. You don't know what a deal looks like. You don't know what the hell to do. But if you got buyers, you get a potential seller that wants to sell, you bring those buyers to your meeting. They'll go with you. They'll help you negotiate it. They'll help you get it on the contract. They'll help you analyze it because they want the deal. So they have a vested interest in you guys getting that deal. So you don't have to complicate this. This doesn't have to be hard. You just have to be creative and you got to be able to network. And as an agent, I mean, and, and an investor, those are your number one core qualities is getting out there, networking, talking to other people in the business. Does that make sense? If you guys have any questions at all, make sure to ask. So finding your property. This is step number one. This is uh, what it is that you're looking for. And what you're looking for is a motivated seller. Now, a motivated seller doesn't necessarily mean a house that's fallen apart. That's one level of motivation. They could be financial motivation as well. People that need to sell fast for cash. You know, they, maybe they, they need to do updates to the house. Maybe not. I have bought houses that have been excellent conditions, but the person needed to sell in less than a week. And listing it was just not going to be an option. And they didn't care to capture all the equity the house had. It did not matter to them. What mattered to them was they needed to sell and move on to the next property or the next city because they have a job relocation, whatever it may have been. So those are the situations that you're looking for. It's a motivated seller. And that's why every time people send me deals and they're like, they're asking for my assistant or something. And they're saying, hey, what do I do with this property? Is this a deal or not? Uh, here are the numbers. I don't care about the numbers. What's the motivation? What is the reason they need to sell? Because that reason is going to dictate whether that's a good deal, whether it's a deal for wholesale or it's a listing. If there's no motivation and they want top dollar, list the house all day long. You understand? That's where you're going to get the most money. Wholesaling is not the way the sellers make the most money. Wholesaling is the way the people get the money that they need right away and close in the time that they need. Wholesaling is for that creative side of real estate. You understand? If they have time, they don't have motivation, they don't need to, you know, do anything crazy, list the property. All day long, you're going to get the best dollars. You're going to get the most amount of money for it. But for those situations that listing isn't an option, that's when wholesaling comes in, you know, and that's exactly how we sell it. You know, and we're going to talk about sales and negotiations in a bit, but that's exactly what we do. So where do you find it? Can you find it on the MLS? Yes, I found deals to wholesale off the MLS. Can you wholesale off the MLS? Yes, you can wholesale off the MLS. Here's how you wholesale off the MLS. It's listed for 150. You got it on the contract for 100. You're wholesaling it for 110, 115. You don't get it under contract for the 150 of that's listed on the MLS and then wholesale it for 170. That makes no sense. It's listed for 150. Why are they gonna pay you an extra 20 grand? You understand? Like, I know it seems silly, but I see a lot of people do that. They send me properties that's listed on the MLS priced higher than it's listed. I was like, I'll just wait for your contract to get to time out and then buy it for less. Like it, it makes no sense. You can contract properties off the MLS for less 
than what they're being listed and you sell it for less than what they're being listed and people will buy them. I've wholesaled a lot of properties of the MLS. There's nothing illegal about it. There's nothing wrong about it. You just got to be able to find that motivation as well. Right now, we like doing those off the MLS because the motivation at this moment is people that are sitting for 90 plus days on the market and their house needs rehab, their house needs work. Those are the houses that are not selling. Those are the ones that either they have a bad agent or the seller's just delusional. It could be one of the two reasons, but if you submit an offer that makes sense, chances are they're going to accept it. And we're, as the market is shifting and transitioning, we see that more and more happen. You understand? So being on the MLS and doing the offers off the MLS, it's an excellent way to do it as well with expired listings. Expired listings is another one.